everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. It is the week of Christmas, aka the fourth Sunday of Advent and I can't wait to share a little light with you today. Wink, wink. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Hmm. Lord, thank you that you're already here. Thank you for your love. Would you uh, fill us with your presence and your peace like you always do, Lord? And open our hearts to receive this word, to find ourselves in your word and to be set free. Thank you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this morning, I was at daily Mass, and after Mass, uh, our uh, priest makes a little announcement. He says, okay, I I've mentioned this, didn't hear it before, that um, <laughs> there is uh, a light, there's a flame here. It's in the foyer. You can bring your candles. I didn't bring any candles. And uh, this flame has come all the way from the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. This is the same flame that has lit the sanctuary candle in Bethlehem, in the church where Jesus was born. And that flame has gone around the world and is being spread, that same flame. And friends, when I heard this, a little flame lit up in my heart. I thought, why, well, I want that flame. Then I thought, no, that's silly. It's just, it's just regular old fire. But no, I knew I could feel there was something really special about this light, about this symbol of uh, the birth of Christ, the light of Christ being spread over the whole world and that I too could spread this actual physical light. And so I went in the back empty-handed and I asked sort of sheepishly, do you still have any candles? And you know what, friends? They did. They had a little candle and here she is in all her glory. Isn't that cool? And you know, as I was waiting in line with this anticipation to receive this light, I thought, I didn't even know I wanted this. I, I didn't even know it existed enough to know that I wanted it. But yeah, a, a light of flame from the sanctuary candle in the church of the nativity. Yes, I want that. And yet I feel like that's kind of true about my life in general. There are a lot of things that I think I want but then, with the Lord, I find there are things I, I didn't know I needed, and he's ready to give me those things. I'm so focused on what I think I want, what I think I need, but the Lord knows what I really want, what I really need. And I wonder if you too feel this frustration of going after a lot of things that you want or that you need or that you think are necessary, especially this holiday season. We fill up our schedules and our hearts and our ears with a lot of Christmas music and uh, a lot of lights and a lot of hot cocoa. We have these traditions. We're shopping and wrapping and giving and receiving these gifts and we're hoping that thing, right, that person, that experience, that's gonna fulfill me. That's gonna fill up this thing in me that's kind of longing and this, I'm, I'm vaguely restless. I'm hoping that this Christmas, 
This will be the Christmas that's perfect. This will be the Christmas that I feel totally at peace, full of joy, surrounded by the people that I love. But I don't know how many Christmases you've had, but <laughs> I haven't had many like that. Christmas is usually pretty messy, right? And I wonder if that's because we're all hoping that these things, these people, these experiences, that from the outside they seem so sweet, right? But in execution, oftentimes they turn sort of bitter. I wonder if we're going after these things, these one things, but we're going after the wrong thing. Because the thing, the person that we want, that we need, that we may not even know that we want or we need, he's already been given to us. He himself is a gift and he is free. He's offering himself to us again this Christmas. Jesus Christ is coming to set us free, for free. He is who we truly want. He is the, the depth. If we go all the way down to the bottom of our desire, he is who we're seeking. Pope St. John Paul II said, it is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. But so often our desires are all out of whack. Our focus is on the wrong thing. We're disordered inside because of sin, because we're so in the world and surrounded by so many lights and sounds, good things, distracting things, right? But there is the one thing, the one person who will bring us that ultimate fulfillment and he's coming again into our hearts this Christmas, into our world this Christmas. I've been reading um, Exodus, which doesn't on the surface maybe seem like a very Christmassy book, but hang with me. I have been journeying with the Israelites, AKA I have been watching myself in the book of Exodus. You know the story. Uh, the people of God, the Israelites, have been in slavery for hundreds of years in Egypt. They're under this, uh, this cruel Pharaoh who is just loading them with tasks, right? And Moses, God calls Moses to go to Pharaoh and to say, let my people go out into the wilderness to worship me. He's, he's planning, he wants to set them free, but he knows Moses is, or he knows Pharaoh is not going to let them go. So Moses goes to the people, he tells them God's plan. And uh, this is chapter six, verse nine. Oh man, I should read it to you because it's really, it's so convicting. I, I see so much of myself in this. Moses told this to the Israelites, that they were gonna be set free, that God was gonna rescue them out of slavery. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they would not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and their cruel slavery. They couldn't even receive the hope that God was offering them. He wanted to rescue them, but they were so broken down by their slavery, by these years of being taken advantage of that they couldn't even imagine a different kind of life. And I want you to begin to imagine a different kind of life because that's what's being offered to us this Christmas when Christ comes. So what happens next, fast forward, God delivers them miraculously 
out of the hands of the Egyptians. They cross the Red Sea. All of this is really over the top, really. Pick up the book of Exodus. And then they go into the desert. It says three days, three days after God split the sea and they walked through the middle of it, they couldn't find anything to drink. And so they began to complain against God, complain against Moses. Why did you bring us out here to die? They were so used to their life in Egypt. They were so used to the slavery that going without these comforts for even three days, it was too much for their broken spirits. And so they, they begged Moses, give us something to drink. And he saw a pool of bitter water, the word says. This is Exodus 15, a pool of bitter water. And the Lord tells him, throw this, throw this piece of wood in the water and it will become sweet and they can drink. I puzzled over this scripture. Why a piece of wood? Is that all that was around? It's kind of random. I mean, Moses has a staff. Why not that? What's happening? I'm reading about what these Jewish rabbinical scholars would say about the piece of wood. As I took it to prayer, the Lord just showed me a light went on. The cross. It's the cross that makes all of our bitterness sweet. All of our suffering, all of our hustling, all of our striving, all of our pain, all of our trials can become sweet at that intersection of those two cross beams of Jesus, the Son of God, giving himself for love of us. Everything about Christmas is pointing to the cross. Jesus is coming on a rescue mission, not for a cute card, right? Not so that we could give each other the latest tech gadgets. He's coming so he can die on a cross and set us free. So he can turn every bitterness in our lives into sweetness. So this Christmas, I want to invite you to taste that sweetness, to not go after uh, those things, that, that bitter water that we hope will satisfy, but that just leaves us more thirsty. This Christmas, I want to invite you, I want to challenge you to make a holy hour, to do it on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, to spend that time going after the one thing, the one person who will set you free, who will satisfy your longing, the gift himself. Would you give yourself to the gift himself? And if you're thinking, Beth, that's insane. How am I going to get an hour to myself on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? My family's here. I'm traveling. I've got the kids. There are expectations. Let's just look for a moment at the holiday, the holy day itself. We're here. We're celebrating. We're having all of these traditions, all of these sweet things, right? Unto the birth of a child unto the birth of our savior. So go and spend time with that savior. Okay, I want you to put it in your phone right now. I want you to text your best friend or your sister. I want you to go and spend an hour with the Lord, the one who turns every bitterness into sweetness. The one who takes all of our darkness and turns it to light. The, the one who sets us free, the savior of the world. Jesus Christ. And I want to um, just give you a moment to, to receive the promise this morning to uh, fan into flame that hope 
of Christ coming into the world, of Christ coming into your life, of Christ coming to make every bitterness sweet, to make every darkness light. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. He will do this in you and with you and for you. He will set you free from your burdens, from your bitterness, from the yoke of slavery to sin and to Satan. That is what Christmas is about. And I want you to go into his presence to receive the gift of Jesus, the one that you're longing for, the one that you're looking for, the happiness that you're craving. Go to him this Christmas and be set free. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. For coming in time, for coming in our hearts, for promising to come again, Lord. And we anticipate your coming in every way. Would you give us the grace, Lord, to stay focused on you, to believe your promise, to show you our darkness and our bitterness, Lord, that you might become our light and our sweetness. In this moment, we, we tell you, Lord, we share with you all of that darkness and bitterness. In your presence, Lord, we bring it all to you. We soak up who you are and how you love. God, would you give us the grace this Christmas to be with you, to look at you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends.
Merry Christmas. Bye.